Tapes. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, this is Jason Ginsberg, the creator of Fake Theme Park, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hello, this is Murph Gantley, the CEO and founder of the greatest theme park in the world, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. I accept the Coaster Challenge. 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 Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? What is the Coaster Challenge? A group of regular people that went from fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses. It's time to take the Coaster Challenge. Here are your hosts, David Cantu and Jenna Gazelle. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Coaster Challenge podcast. And I'm David Cantu. And it is Friday, March 8th. And it boy, do we have an incredible episode for you guys out there today. First, I hope everyone's having a wonderful week. Hope everyone's going to have a wonderful weekend. I will tell you guys, it has been, on, on, our, on my end here, it has been a very challenging month for for me over here on this end here in california how are those gas prices going for all you guys all around the country you know i will tell you right now i was sticker shocked when i saw that we have a local gas station here that has got regular gas at 6.99 a gallon i i will tell you guys i have been born and raised my whole life here in California. And even over the decades growing up, I have never seen gas prices get as high as I've seen in Los Angeles. Never seen it get to the $5 mark. We've gotten in time, we've seen it get up to like, 435, 459, but it would always drop back down to about 299, you know, 250, just under a little over $3 a gallon. I will tell you guys, it is definitely uh pension pension money uh on at the pump. I hope that you guys are able to to adjust your budgets for your upcoming coaster season this year because it looks like these gas prices are not going to get any better this year. They might be getting even higher, so you guys might want to prepare for those adjustments. You always want to be prepared whenever you got a trip plan. You want to make sure you got all that adjusted into your cost when you're renting a car or you're traveling from state to state. It looks like gas prices are getting up to the four, almost five dollar gallon, almost across the entire country. It's something I've never seen before ever in my lifetime. So I hope those gas prices go down, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. So guys, be prepared out there. Make sure to adjust your budgets for fuel. You want to make sure or try to find ways to save. Those who have an electric car, you guys will probably have the bigger blessing right now because all you have to do is just go to the nearest charging stations. At least on my end here, I'm happy to say that I just ordered my brand new car this year. It's going to be be my first electric vehicle. I think it's uh, better now than never because look what's going on out in the world, guys. It's pretty scary out there. But you know what? It's all about, you know, living life to the fullest and you've got to stay positive and we need to continue to enjoy life as much as you can. I hope everyone will have still have a good year, good, good summer, good coaster season coming up. There's a lot of exciting things going on in the coaster community this year and at the theme parks so i hope you guys are all ready for that yeah we've got a very special episode for you guys here today andrew and iva have a very special guest in the house we have the one and only scott schaefer scott schaefer from upstop media is in the house today got a very incredible interview story for andrew and iva today but first before we get to the interview what who if those who don't know who scott schaefer is scott schaefer played a big role in the big documentary that came out last year it was from coaster studios it was called this is how we roll the rock 
Rocky Mountain construction documentary. Scott played a big role as a cameraman and helping to create this documentary with Taylor and Sarah. It's a really honor we have him on the podcast. We had Taylor and Sarah on our podcast earlier this season, so if you guys want to hear that episode, just scroll uh, scroll back and you'll see that episode as well. For those that uh, don't know what the uh, documentary This Is How We Roll, well, here's a little bit of a preview of, for those that don't know about this documentary, this is uh, what Scott was involved in. It took a lot of years, a lot of work for them to do this, and they did an incredible job, so take a listen. We got into repairing wooden roller coaster track. You would repair a corner of a roller coaster, and three years later, you'd go back and repair the same corner. I just thought there's got to be a way to make this track last. Along comes Fred with this whole completely different idea of how to do track. Everyone's looking at this going, how's this going to work? Nobody's done this before. I could just go from roller coaster manufacturer to one after the other, trying to say that I think we have this figured out, I believe we could do this. At some point, somebody's going to say yes, and Six Flags did. And the minute that happens, their lives changed. There's this ride opening down in Branson at Silver Dollar City. Like it's a wooden roller coaster that goes upside down a bunch of times. I was like, what? How's that possible? If we build a wood coaster, can we launch it? Fred Grubb said, we can do that. You know, essentially what RMC was, was just uncontrolled growth. We had so much demand, but we didn't have the infrastructure to meet the demand. We basically had no tools. We had one small shop and about 10 employees, and that was it. RMC started out of his garage just as a small construction company. He had no idea it would turn into what it is now. He didn't mean for this to happen. Fred's just one of those guys that'll surprise you at every turn. Cause this is how we go. Hello, Coaster Challenge listeners. This is Andrew and Iva, co-producers of the Coaster Challenge podcast. Our special guest today has taken his passion to new heights by using his videography and photography skills to produce amazing content for a number of companies in the theme park industry. Paving the way for future generations, his work includes point of views, commercial footage, and recently contributed to the revolutionary documentary of Rocky Mountain Construction, This Is How We Roll. Please welcome to the Coaster Challenge podcast, Scott Schaefer. Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks everyone for having me on. 
Awesome. Thank you for awesome. being here. Yeah, you must be excited. I know, uh, you know, you and I have chatted uh, offline and, and so forth, messaging back and forth. And, you know, we're both car guys, both in related to cars. And now you just got your new CX-5 that you're going to be driving all over the country. It's your new gear hauler, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you want to get nerdy with it, it's a, a CX-5 Carbon Edition Turbo, uh, nice. which they only made for one year. They they discontinued the Turbo for the uh, for 2022 in the Carbon Edition. So I was like, I I need one. I need one. <laughs> so nice. like I got literally one of the last ones to like roll off the uh the assembly line. Yeah, I'm uh I'm loving it. It's gonna be my new hauler. You know, I've got some new gear this year and uh um and an intern as well. So um yeah, yeah, it was time to it was time to get something bigger, you know. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll be talking more about your new intern later on here in the interview. So well, speaking of the interview, let's get we can go ahead and get started. So um, all of us, you know, I've been myself and David, we already all know you, Scott, we've met you before, but some of the people in our audience may have not or not know of you. So, uh, for the start with, why don't you tell us about yourself and your experience working in the theme park industry? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, I've always been a lifelong roller coaster enthusiast. I mean, I, to be honest, I used to be, I used to be scared of them, but always fascinated by them. You know, when I started writing them, getting into them, I always thought that, man, this is something that I could probably do for the rest of my life. I kind of found like a niche market for doing video production and camera rigging and things like that. Yeah, I just, I fell in love with the work almost as much as the rides themselves, you know, and, and it just kind of took off from there. I It's just been 100% driven by passion. Nice. Now, one thing I'm curious about, by the way, you mentioned about, you know, you can do this for the rest of your life. Uh, with your with your company Upstop Media, which we'll be talking more about later, uh, is that your only job, or do you have kind of quote unquote, as they say, the day job as well? So I kind of I kind of have a really fun, goofy part time job that I work like while I'm in town, uh, which is actually driving the amphibious cars at Disney Springs, and I give amphicar tours. They leave all, out of the uh, boathouse. Really? So I'm not, yeah. So when I'm not traveling the country filming roller coasters, I'm driving perfectly good vintage cars right into a lake. Intentionally. Yeah, I've yeah, seen those so. cars. One of these days, I want to actually go out in one of those. But so you basically, you're one of the drivers. Because isn't it true that people, if they want to, they can drive themselves, or they have an option of someone driving them? Or no, you know? oh no, 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 no. Only uh, um, it's a it's a captain guided tour. But we are hiring if you want to if you want to drive them. Oh, that can be fun. Yeah, it's like a fun job. That's interesting. Oh, so that's like a trust that's me, like a part time. That's for sure. It's it's yeah, it's a blast. Yeah, nice. That's like a part time gig for you. Yeah. So like so like this time of year when it's you know i've been doing it 40 hours a week right now because it's you know the video stuff's a little slow with everything being closed up north but man right. once like march hits then it's like i'm out of town for a little bit nice it's nice they can be flexible like that that's awesome so mm-hmm. All right. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So Scott, we're going to go way, way back and talk about some past uh, coasters that you've ridden. So what was your first coaster you ever rode? Oh man. First roller coaster was in 1990 and that was Junior Gemini at Cedar Point. And (laughs) I have a photo of myself to prove that I have that credit <laughs> when I was like how old I was back then six or whatever you know a little of me I, I I thought I was a hoot I wrote it like three times I thought I was the baddest kid on the block riding the thing <laughs> right everybody's yeah, gotta yeah. start someplace it's not oh, even yeah, called absolutely. Junior Gemini anymore I know I oh I can't keep track of it but I, it's it'd always be Junior Gemini in my heart right of course of course of course, yeah. of course. it's my first roller coaster <laughs> so, so Scott you mentioned earlier 
that you know coasters used to scare you which that's not unique of course you know that's 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 nothing wrong with that a lot of people especially when you're young are scared of coasters there are a lot of adults that are scared of coasters you know obviously there's a there's the aspect of conquering fear of riding coasters even for enthusiasts we don't start off it's very rare you meet an enthusiast that you know whatever they started riding 10 years old five years old 15 years old, they started off being fearless. Uh, maybe eventually we'd be, some of us become fearless, certainly, but obviously you were scared at first. In all the years you've been riding coasters, what coaster has scared you the most? Like before you got on it, you had the most anxiety about riding that for the first time. Man, I'm probably going to have to say, and it's not even a roller coaster, actually. It was it was Giant Drop at Six Flags Great America back when it opened in uh, two. What is that? 19, I'm like two, no, 19, 1997, going way back. And uh, I, you know, I'd seen the ads. So let me, uh, let me back up. So I rode, I rode Junior Gemini. Fine. Rode it three, four times. Yay. Cool. I rode Rolling Thunder at Six Flags Great America, which is now up at Great Escape. You know, the, you know, their, uh, their toboggan ride. Right. Cried like the entire ride. Right. Like, and then I rode it a second time, like I think a year later and I just had my eyes closed and I did. Okay. That was it. You know, like, like I was always fascinated by roller coasters. I was drawing them, everything else. I'm going off on a tangent here. In 1997, they announced the giant drop. And it just, I was like, wow, you're going to fall straight down like 227 feet. Like, that's crazy. You know, I was like, man, I was like, like, I need to do this. You know, like it terrified me to think about, but like, I just needed to do it. It was really that ride when I rode it and I got off it. And I was like, wow, that was like, that was something like I've never felt before, you know? And I was like, okay, what's next? And, you know, Vipers right there. Went and rode Viper. And, you know, I was looking at Viper being like, oh, this is kind of crazy looking, you know, like, like really quick little hills and stuff. Rode that. It was like, that was fun. And then I went and rode Iron Wolf. That was my first looping roller coaster. That one day kind of like kicked off like the rest of my kind of life as a roller coaster enthusiast. Sure. It is, wasn't even a roller coaster. It's giant drop. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of well, funny. Well, sure. No, it makes sense, though, because fear of heights is one of the most common fears that's related to theme parks and, you know, rides yeah. and and being a thrill seeker in general. And so, yeah, that I'm guessing that was, must've been given the time period of that. That was one of the most, uh, one of the earliest uh, second gen Intamin drop towers, you know, after yeah, the, absolutely the was. Yeah, yeah. Was. yeah. So it's kind of funny how much you progressed because last time I saw you was what about a week ago, the media event for at Icon Park. And, you know, there you are, you know, all excited to ride a drop tower. That's, you know, what more than double the height. And because yeah. you've conquered those fears, <laughs> you're like, bring it on. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And can I also just touch on how the opening year theming of Giant Drop is actually pretty cool. They used to have like little animatronic stuff you'd walk through. It's oh. all been gone, but yeah, I'll just say how that was cool and you don't see that anymore. So it's kind of like sad. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. That's, I've been to Six Flags Great America once and it's a great park. I consider it to be one of the top tier Six Flags parks. Absolutely sure. is. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was, I was like blessed to have that be my home park. You know what I mean? Like, what a park. They've got a nice ride selection, definitely. My favorite there is between Goliath and I'm sorry, I love the Demon. I love how they still have kept the theming on Demon with (laughs) the the theme song and everything. The Demon (laughs) song. Demon, it's gonna get you. (laughs) It's such a great, campy song. Like, everybody in Chicago is like, knows that song. It's so funny. But yeah, no, I love how they kept that original theming and like, I agree, like the, that's kind of like a total package, cool classic arrow that's actually like, like, that first drop in the back is better than than the one in California, for sure. So I would definitely say that riding the big drop definitely had a huge impact on your life by conquering your fear. Wouldn't you say so, Scott? Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't be on this podcast if it wasn't for that ride. You know right. what I mean? Right. Crazy. I, I wouldn't know any of you. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The, 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 the friendships that we make in this hobby, being being enthusiasts, you know, it's, in, it's insane. 
the friendships that I've built over the years, especially over recent years. So I can relate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you know, conquered your fears with giant drop and, you know, the rest has been history, all the coasters and rides and parks you've been to and all the, you know, all the thrill seeking, which, you know, we're all very much can relate to, but tell me about beyond conquering your fear. How have coasters and theme parks had a significant positive impact on your life in any other way or ways? Well, I mean, they really give you an opportunity to be creative. And it's like, I could just enjoy photography, videography, things like that. I've always enjoyed roller coasters. And like, when you put them together, like you can create something beautiful, you know, and, you know, just as much of a thrill out of, you know, capturing, you know, like an incredible image as I do actually riding a ride sometimes. Yeah, no, I I can relate. I mean, there are so many creative people out there, so many lives. Levels, you know, and like I, I love getting like a bunch of enthusiasts together that also like have you know creative minds, and then we all create something together. You know, like it's just oh. It's just incredible, absolutely incredible. And I just, I love that. And I love that, like within our community, you know? So awesome. Yeah, I agree. I love the fact when we mesh all of our talents together, we come up with this amazing monster. And if you'll take it, or, you know, a Velocicoaster of excitement just with products of entertainment and photography, like what you do, Scott, with Upstop. You know, we're going to talk about this later. You're newly apprenticed co-worker he's got some amazing talent that i cannot wait to see what he's going to do and just i can't wait to see what between your talent and what his talent is going to accomplish but before we uh, get to that we're going to talk a little bit more about your uh, kind of history of riding coasters if you will now scott i know that you have been everywhere around the country especially with working on the this is how we roll documentary and you've been around some amazing and crazy people as, as well in the industry so what is your craziest moment on a coaster oh man i like put a lot of thought into this and honestly like riding axis with mm-hmm. alan shilke just i don't know that like it's between that and just like as like fun and like random as that was or the fact that i didn't know that Carden had the drop on it when i wrote it <laughs> nice. i made the same sound that I'm probably going to make right before I die. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. I have never been. You want to talk about. So you mentioned the uh, the most scared I've been before a ride. Right. The most scared I've been on a ride. That moment by far. And nothing has come close since. And nothing probably will ever come close to the fear that I felt when that thing dropped. And I didn't know it was going to drop. <laughs> I I'm riding with with my friend who is like the most emotionless human being does not laugh does not cheer nothing he rides rides like <laughs> and just rides rides and gets off and is like yeah all right let's go you know and like it could be his number one ride he gets off he's like eh, all right you know <laughs> and and he gets off this he looks at me and he goes so did you almost bleep your pants too <laughs> <laughs> and that was the most emotion i've ever seen that man show after a ride the emotion of terror <laughs> And which coaster was that? Uh, Karnan at uh, a Hansa Park. Oh, at Hansa. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Oh. What is your your favorite, your most favorite coaster? Okay, so there's this one wacky worm. And no, it's... Uh, it's... <laughs> hey, hey, people freak out about the one at Uncle Bernie's. I've got several Thuzy friends that go crazy about Uncle Bernie's. And yeah, anyway, but... I rode one one time 
it was it was down to like this this kind of like indoor entertainment complex at down in Mexico somewhere. I forget where it was. Adults weren't supposed to ride it, and they put us on because we were enthusiasts. But they said you just have to duck when you get to the tunnel because the tunnel was like at at head level. You literally had to do a full duck wow. to get into the tunnel. Yeah, and then let us ride like that. It was great. But uh, my number one is the voyage. Voyage oh, at night, nice. like I just. Even Voyage during the day, you know, is yep. is incredible. But I've never experienced anything like I've experienced Voyage at night. It's just the most spectacular ride. And it's just so crazy and just so out of control. And it finishes stronger than it starts. The pacing is perfect. Yep. And just like the tunnels and the energy. And especially when you're riding it at night. It, the only time you're riding that thing at night is at an event. So everybody in the train is going crazy, yep. you know. And it's just, oh, I mean. The, like, like the best memories I've had of riding roller coasters is like Voyage at Night, followed yeah, very closely by Velocicoaster. It's right there, nice. nipping at two. the heels because nice. that ride is just like it's flawless. Like it's it's like the perfect ride. Like if Voyage wasn't the perfect ride, that's the perfect ride. And let's face it, there's not many wooden coasters out there anymore that haven't been RMC. Nothing against RMC, of course. But there's right. not many classic oh, wedding coats. No, oh my god! <laughs> wait, wait a second. <laughs> RMC. Oh. But you're Those not jerks. the only. You're not the only one, Scott, who has Sorry, said Jake, that. They're hear this. That Sorry. has said that their favorite coaster is Voyage. So I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. Is what is your least favorite coaster? <laughs> oh man, anything RMC? <laughs> no. Oh god, I, yeah. I'm, uh, don't worry, I'll get Jake to I'll get Jake to listen to this episode so he can pick on me. Especially nice. since I said Voyage is my favorite, and he gives me hell for that. He oh, gives I bet me he absolute does. hell. Yeah, and I'm like, just build something better. And I'm like, you could start with the train. But anyways, uh, <laughs> but anyways, okay. Least favorite Green Lantern Magic Mountain. Oh, like, I'm hate so it. glad it's gone. Hate okay, okay. So <laughs> I gotta tell you this. I gotta tell you, my friend Andrew and I wrote it. His wife was smart enough to be like, "I'm not getting on that. You guys are idiots." Okay, <laughs> and I'm looking at it like, and I'm like, Andrew, you realize that like these rides would probably be good if like you rotated around the body, not the center of a vehicle, with two back to back. Like it, it just it's so horribly off balance, off centered, right. you know. And Andrew. Andrew and I, we caught a flip funny and both our eyes like popped out of their sockets and like oh Andrew's eyes hurt for like almost a month after riding that ride. Like it did like wow. damage to his wow. eyes and my eyes hurt for like a week. It was crazy. I was like, this is wow. the dumbest, worst. I'm like, I'm like, did I see the scrap this and just throw it away? Because like somebody's gonna get hurt on this thing. Like wow. you just need to get rid of it. Yeah. So that was the worst pride I ever been on was that stupid Green Lantern thing. I wrote it one time and we wouldn't even ride it again, ironically. We're like, no, we're too scared of it. So Scott, uh, we were we were um, kind of teasing this a couple of times earlier on in the interview. Of course, recently we've seen that Upstop Media, your company, has recently expanded and added the ever-talented. Uh, Jack Lager from Thrilling Moments uh, joining your team. You know, we're very excited to to see that he's joining your team. And, you know, what are you most excited about having Jack contribute to the team? Like what, what made you add him as your intern? Yeah. So first off, has Jack, has Jack been on a coaster challenge? Because if not, yes. he, he has. I thought one. he had been, right? Yeah, 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 that's what I yeah. thought. I thought he'd be on. Okay. I mean, you guys know Jack. His photography, since I've known him, like when I met him, his photography was incredible and it's only gone up from incredible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I look at his work and, and his passion and just his, he's just a good kid. You know what I mean? Like he's, yeah. he's inc- in, insanely talented. He's so passionate 
and driven. Like, I can't say enough good things about him. And frankly, I, I've seen what he could do with photography. Imagine we start getting video cameras in this kid's hands. You know what right. I mean? Right. So I'm like, dude, here, just I'll give you like, here's the gear. Let's go. Let's go shoot some stuff. Let's get creative. Let's have fun. It, it's just, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. Like I, I he's going to be such an asset to everything that I do. And plus he's getting into like graphic design, like all these different aspects of this business that I'm not really, that I, you know, I've really branched out into that. Like we now can, you know, nice. so it's going to be, yeah, we could do like just so much more, so much more within the industry. It's, it's yeah, it's, I, I can't wait. Like, I couldn't be more excited. Like I, he's Jack's the right person for this. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, the one thing I love, you're talking about technology and, you know, just whatever you never know what Jack is going to post on social media. That is the one thing I look forward to every Tuesday on Twitter. Scott, you know where I'm going on this. It's train just train, another train. train list Tuesday. <laughs> I love seeing what Jack posts because you just never know what he's going to put up there. Oh, I know. Uh, I know. That's a I good know. Point. And it's and I get so mad at him too because like he'll post like a photo on like a like a Friday, but there's no train on it, and I'm like Jack, that is. A beautiful photo that could have waited for Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing to me, man? What are you doing to me? I was so like, I met this awesome girl a couple weeks ago that that's getting into YouTube, social media, things like that. Mm. I was telling her about this trainless Tuesday thing, and I said, Hey, go on Twitter and just search like just another trainless Tuesday, and it starts scrolling. And like, we literally were sitting there scrolling, 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 <laughs> scrolling, scrolling. Like, as it's like never ending. Like, how many people have done like are right. doing it? Like, like parks are doing it internationally now. There's parks in the UK that are posting it. Like, it is so funny to us that like it's just become a thing, you know, every that's Tuesday. Awesome. And now awesome. I'm like, crap, I need to like up my trainless Tuesday game. So <laughs> that's like well, my goal. That's my goal. I'm literally like, I might just go to the winter chill out at uh, Cedar Point just to like get trainless Tuesday photos. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of cheating. <laughs> yeah. cool. you know, a nice snow you know roller coaster track nice, you know nice. yeah but that's awesome i don't know well speaking of the parks working with trainless tuesday scott you have definitely been working with the parks for many years with upstop so what kind of equipment or technology do you normally use when you go and start doing your videography and photography there the one thing that i do update every year is my gopro camera which my friends love because i always sell like you know like right now i'm selling my nines for like cheap and so everybody's like oh my god i want your nines you know but i always upgrade my, my gopros every year so like i mean right now i've got two tens and like three nines the hero max and then I've got, you know, for mirrorless, I shoot photography with Sony A7R4 and a Leica Q2. And then I use oh. a Sony A7S3 for videography. Oh, nice. And yeah, and I've got a DJI Ronin 4D on the way, the 6K one. So that'll be the rig for 2022. Nice. Yeah. And then also you do have a drone or, or what am I Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My, um, yeah, of course, my DJI Mavic 2 Pro. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you tinkered so with any of the 360 GoPros yet, Scott? Oh yeah, absolutely. If you go on, uh, if you go on Coaster Force, you can see a lot of like the 360 videos that I've shot. 2021 was a big year for you and for Coaster Studios. Yeah, you guys released the, of course, you know, everyone knows about it now. The groundbreaking documentary on RMC. This is how we roll. Has your life changed? Has, as you know, your professional career changed with Upstop Media? Or has anything changed because of the release of This Is How We Roll? Yeah, like it, it, it's just like going to parks. I get recognized a lot for you know, like oh yeah, the this is this how we old guy i'm like yeah you know that's kind of i i don't know it's it's kind of funny, but it's also like, it's just amazing. I don't know. We've kind of put our, like our blood, sweat and tears into that thing. I'm glad it's done. 
<laughs> I'll tell you that much. I'm very thankful that it that it's finished. You know, it's only been beneficial to me and to you know, and Coaster Studios. And it really showcases like, you know, what's really possible, you know, because I mean, take Taylor, for example, everybody sees Taylor as like a YouTuber and they're like, why should he pay 15 bucks for this video? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, well, it's not a YouTube video. It's like cinematic. Like it's something you actually right. want to want to sit down and watch on a TV, not on your phone while you're at the right. airport or something, you know, <laughs> you want to put it on the big screen. We shot it in 4K for a reason, you know, like, yep. It kind of really shows like our capabilities, you know, almost like an extreme, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, a very, yeah. definitely flexing, definitely flexing. I will say that both documentaries that you have worked with Scott with This Is How We Roll and The Arrow Project were beautifully done, by the way. Obviously, technology has definitely come a long way between the two documentaries. You've worked on so many. What would you say is your most challenging project you've ever worked on? Oh, man. I mean, probably... <laughs> I mean, it just, I guess, defends your definition of uh, of challenging. <laughs> Over the summer, I was doing some work for uh, HGTV. But I had to mount cameras to like indie cars that go 180 miles an hour. And that was really oh. scary. <laughs> so I, um, I've i got a friend in uh, Tampa that knows a lot of guys who have exotic cars. Nice. And so to test the rig, we found a guy with a Lamborghini Aventador. And oh. I mounted the cameras to the Aventador. And I said, go as fast as you can for as long as you can (laughs) and and he said done and it was him his wife and their dog sitting in his wife's lap in the in the uh (laughs) aventador going like he said he was holding it about 190 wow wow yeah so so i was like okay these and for like extended periods you know 20 minutes you know he'd be going between 100 and almost 200 you know and i'm like okay i think these i think these rigs can hold out an indie car (laughs) just like this sheer amount of testing and then like while i'm there you know those like crazy like ropes course obstacle course things they have so oh, yeah one in like indie that we had to shoot and so me being the gopro guy they're like well scott you gotta do it like you gotta film the talent like like doing the, you know doing this stuff <laughs> and i got hurt like i got a scar like like right wow now. I know, I, I know they can't see it. I'm showing you a scar right here. Yeah. Like, wow. I, I like wow. fell and like cut myself open. It was bad. And I was like, I can't, it, you know, I had to jump into like these crazy nets and stuff while like filming. I mean, it was, it was pretty intense, you know? I mean, that was, that was definitely a challenge. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. But that's, I mean, roller coaster related, you know? So I, I don't know. <laughs> so Scott, at Coaster Challenge, we have a, you know, a really nice, large audience, wide audience that varies in different age levels amongst other diversity kind of related things, but definitely different age levels. We have, uh, we, you know, we certainly have a partnership with, uh, with the season one, we at the, with the end of the season one, we um, kind of uh, highlighted our partnership with Coaster Kids and Thrills United with the joiners and actually a whole month of episodes featuring each each week a Thrills United rep. And certainly, you know, a lot of those are younger folks. We even have people that are in their, you know, early teens, even pre-teens listening to the show. And we have people in their 70s and 80s listening to the show because he's from all, all ages. But so one of the things that I found and some of the friendships I've made, you know, on social media with some younger folks, people in their teens and maybe even early 20s, what I hear all the time, and if you're listening, Scott, Clark, excuse me, Sean Clark, uh, he, he and I talk all the time about this. Sean's a great guy. He started starting college and he's asking me about, hey, what kind of careers can I get where I can travel like you have? Because I've traveled all over the world for work and gotten on all kinds of coasters. You are one of only a few guests that we've had on the show so far, very few guests that are based to the point where you're making a living 
more or less. And I know you have the, the fun job, you know, with, with the Amplicars, but you're, you know, making a primary living from covering this amazing industry and working in it and being creative. A lot of these younger listeners that we have, you know, like Sean, for example, they want to figure out, hey, what kind of jobs should I focus on? What kind of schooling, you know, any tips or tricks where I can more likely get into a career where I can work with the parks or travel. So, you know, any, any advice given that you're, you're there yourself and have done this? Oh yeah, no, 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 absolutely. You need to think about what you really want to do in the industry, you know, you know, do you want to design things, work on things? You want to manage things, be in control of things, you know, because, because everything's going to be different, you know, like, like for example, right now, Jack is majoring in marketing and with marketing, you could do like marketing communications. You can work at a park, do marketing for, you know, for park, be able to have pretty much endless opportunities, you know, taking photos, taking video of that park. Like if that's what you're, you know, marketing or communications is probably a good, a good route for you. Like if you want to be hands-on with the ride itself, I mean, industrial engineering, like right. with industrial engineering, you can either be, I mean, who knows? You're realistically not going to be designing a roller coaster per se, but you might be working on the, the train or or the um, or the station design or or things like that. Or, or you might cleaning. actually be yeah. be yeah. be fixing or maintaining those. So I always say like 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 industrial engineering is great to get into if you want to go in that aspect, and then also CAD, any sort of like computer aided design, anything like that is you have to know that stuff. Right. Uh, so like that or like in like any sort of industrial engineering i think you're pretty yeah. much got it covered right so, mechanical engineering like you know yeah, being able oh, yeah to exactly mechanical engineering. Yeah. You, really, yeah. you just really got to know what what you want to do what you want to get out of that career you know right. and then if you really want to be in amusement parks those are things that you should like focus on you know i mean you can always do you know photography or videography or cinema or whatever and you might get to work in this industry but you might not you know you might be right. filming weddings the rest of your life or you might be doing <laughs> you know create money to be made in that you know i i almost wish that i had the i guess balls to do it if i can say that on here like <laughs> because because it's it's the kind of a one shot thing with a wedding that's why that's how no, i i i won't do a wedding because it's you really got to be 100 percent like you can't you, you you can't miss a shot basically yeah it can be stressful it's yeah. a lot of stress a lot of stress yeah. so i'm like that's too much stress for me i don't you know i'd rather film a roller coaster i get oh my gosh i gotta wait for the next train you know <laughs> yeah that's, yeah that's the worst yeah the worst thing is wait for the next train for sure well, Scott, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and helping us launch our, our first season. We're actually right at our season finale here, and you're one of the last few episodes for this for our first season. You do you guys do an incredible job of what you do. Here on the Coaster Challenge podcast, when I started this organization, our main mission here is to help people in general, no matter how old you are, to be able to conquer face their fears, because I really feel that a lot of the problems we have been facing, not just in the roller coaster community, but just in society in general and around the country is that fear really causes a lot of the hatred, discrimination, bullying, you name it, everything. And I think almost everybody, I think all four of us here on this podcast can agree that we've all faced some sort of level of bullying in our society or even within the roller coaster community. There's a lot of people out there that are looking for help, looking for some sort of guidance. What advice could you give to anybody who is listening to this episode right now that could help make a difference in their lives? Okay. So I was, I mean, I was bullied in high school for my roller coaster enthusiasm. Like I was, you know, I was like the butt of the jokes because I liked roller coasters. <laughs> I get to ride roller coasters for a living now. And a lot of these people are like, not it's, 
just people are, I don't know, especially now on social media, it's even tougher. I couldn't imagine growing up in a, an age of social media. And, um, you know, people are, you, you know, people are ruthless. Just remember that, you know, anybody that picks on you, they pick it on you for a reason. It's because they're jealous of you for a reason, or they, they just, uh, it's, it's so, it's so something that's internalized, you know, they're dealing with bigger problems. So they're taking it out on you. So it's not you. You're an amazing person. Okay. Like just, just always remember that. And like anytime anybody picks on you or, or bullies you, just remember that they're doing it for a reason and just to ignore it and just be the better person. I think that's probably like my biggest piece of advice. Don't be afraid of this stuff. I mean, it's, it's going to happen. People are going to be people and it's unfortunate, but just instead of being afraid of it, just don't internalize it and just let it roll off your back because they got bigger problems to deal with. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. yeah. I will say that uh, that's been really the key thing in bullying. Uh, bullying is because somebody out there sees that you're doing something that they feel they cannot do by they think by bullying on you making fun of you or humiliating you is going to try to bring people down to their level. I've been down that road all through my life with uh, with my Tourette's, you know, people have always made fun of me because I had a disability that no one else has ever heard of. And uh, so that was pretty, when you're a kid, it's pretty tough, you know, so I hope that anybody out there that's listening uh, to this episode tonight, just like you said, you're a very good person. We're all good people here. We all have great creative minds. We all need to embrace and sh- enjoy and celebrate everyone's creativity and instead of bullying and doing hate. So that's really good advice right there. And I really want to thank you for that. Like I said, Scott, I really want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast, talking to Andrew and Iva and I. So where could people who may not be following you right now but if they may where can they find you on social media definitely coaster force youtube so make sure you're you're subscribed to coaster force of course uh upstop media i mean follow all the coaster force stuff too because i've had a little bit of everything and we have an incredible social media team that just like their posts are just fantastic so everything's worth a follow uh but upstop media that's all gonna be me and now me and jack which is super exciting instagram at upstop media twitter at upstop media facebook.com slash upstop media i should say but i'm really bad on the facebook because I feel like I get more off of Twitter and Instagram anyway, but it's on there. Yeah, but definitely definitely Instagram, I guess, is the big one that I like to uh, have fun on. Who knows? Maybe TikTok coming soon. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'll be doing the dances. You know, I swear to God, we're going to probably do a TikTok for the podcast. We'll have to be creative on that one. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Everyone, everyone I is I look forward doing- to your dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> About to create a mascot for our podcast and let them do the dancing, just like how Six Flags had the crazy old man doing the wacky dance. Oh, yeah, Mr. Six. Mr. Six. Well, well, Scott, well, thank you so much again, you know, for your time today and, you know, for sharing your enthusiasm with us, fellow enthusiasts, and what you, you know, your, your professional uh, activities and, you know, the, the documentaries you've created and the the videos that you're doing and I'm excited now that you're bringing Jack on board with his talent to see what's going to happen with Upstop Media as you go forward but uh, thank you for being on the show we appreciate it yes thank you so much 
Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a pleasure to be on here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Iva. And thank you, Scott. That was just a credible story. Scott, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story here today. Very motivating and very inspirational. The work that you do at Upstop Media is just truly amazing. And we're just so honored that you were able to come join us here on the podcast for that. You know, guys, this is a very special episode. That's really, we're winding down to our last two episodes of the season. I will tell you guys, it's been a, Season one has been an incredible season here on the Coaster Challenge podcast with all of us. Our team has worked really hard this season to bring some entertainment, some joy, but also some good life lessons to learn about facing fear and how to conquer it and how to get through depression and anxiety. And believe me, I think that the past few years that we've gone through together with the coronavirus and all the stuff that's been going on in the political world and what's going on around the world, yes, we hope that uh, you all have taken the time to listen to some of the amazing episodes we have for this season because we've had a lot of amazing guests that have shared so many amazing ways how they've conquered their fears and I've learned a lot this first season on how people face their fears how they conquer it how they're able to move forward how they get out of depression it's truly amazing you guys if you if you're listening to this episode for the first time I highly encourage you go back to all our previous episodes just take a listen you know you'll you'll be amazed who we've had on the podcast this year but yep we're getting down to our final two episodes of season one there are two very big vips special guests that we got on here and but yep those will be going on every friday in the meantime justin how can they find us on social media if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and if you want to see more from us we upload every friday and check us out on facebook instagram twitter youtube all at coaster challenge links in the description thank you justin yes guys make sure to go on our social media platforms make sure to hit the subscribe button also make sure to visit our website at coasterchallengeusa.com and if you click on the store we do sell merchandise where you can buy shirts hats hoodies uh, you can buy all kinds of cool stuff with our logo on there and anything you buy from our store any proceeds made goes directly to charity at the end of every year so make sure to check that out we've got like i said last two final episodes of season one coming up the next two weeks very exciting episode next friday so make sure to come tune in and check it out. But until then, this is David Cantu, and thank you so much, guys. Hope to see you guys next week. Yeah.